0: Welcome to the Kid Men Podcast with Dr. Val and Dr. Virginia, where we talk about everything Kid Men. And pull back the curtain
1: on some of the surprises and challenges in children's ministry that nobody prepares you for.
0: I'm Dr. Val, and together we have over 45 years of experience in children's ministry.
1: I'm Dr. Virginia. Valerie and I met over 10 years ago in our doctoral program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We are excited to share with you all the great stuff that we have picked up over the years. We want to minister to you, the children's minister.
0: Welcome, friends. Um, As you can tell, we have two very exciting things about this episode. First, Dr. Virginia and I are actually in the same state. Yes, we are <laughs>
1: together at the same time for the first time in five
0: years. It's been amazing. <laughs> we are at Children's uh, Pastors Conference in Orlando, and we actually decided to record out here so that you can see some of the amazing sites yeah. that we're getting to see every day. But um, And it is a beautiful day here in Orlando, but we just wanted to come on and because we could actually be in the same area to be able to record. So we wanted to do an episode together. But we also were thinking that we have gotten so many great questions during our conferences here. We decided to do a Frequently Asked Questions CPC edition. So we thought we would let you know what some of the things are that people here are stressing over, what their concerns are, the things that they're struggling with in their ministry. And hopefully it's just going to make you feel a little bit more like you're not alone. (laughs) You can see that other people are struggling with the same kind of things that you are.
1: So our two breakouts that we did here at CPC, we did one on biblical literacy at every age. So we talked about teaching kids the Bible, um, starting in infancy all the way through preteens, um, and our second breakout was about planning VBS, and so you'll be able to tell from some of the questions that we got um, that that they kind of stem from these two topics about teaching kids. And planning BBS.
0: Right, and if you're interested to know it's some of the things that we said, we actually built some of our conferences from previous podcast episodes. We've actually done a few podcast episodes on biblical literacy and how to teach children the Bible, and then we also did several episodes on vacation Bible school, but mm-hmm. especially one on BBS planning that we pulled mm-hmm. a lot of that information you know, into this conference. So you can go back and kind of listen to those and get an idea of some of the things that we shared during our conference time. One of the things
1: we wanted to start out with, though, was some encouragement. So one of the great things about coming to conferences is just the benefit that we get to have um, of being encouraged, getting to worship. And as they say, you know, you get to worship without fear of someone coming in, like, it's tapping on your shoulder and be like, "Um, I need you to come. There's like this thing going on that I need you to handle in yeah. this classroom. Right. Um, and so that's been just such a wonderful blessing. And so we wanted to, you know, bring some of the encouragement that we've gotten out of this conference. Um, and one thing, the very first thing that came to my mind when we were talking about this was a wonderful thing, um, that was said from the stage uh, by Kim Botto. Um, she's the president of the INCM who puts on CPC, the children's pastors conference. Um, she said, our goal is not to know everything Our goal is to know our God. And I thought, oh, you know, and everyone in the room, (laughs) I was like, oh, because one, we're never going to know everything. It's easy to think that if we only had the answers or the perfect insight or all the information, then then we wouldn't make mistakes. Everything would go perfectly. But that's not what we're called. It's not possible. And that's not what we're called to do. What we're called to do is to know and love our God and to know and love him more. And so that was just such a good word and such encouragement to me. And I'm sure everyone else in the room, um, just to remember that I don't have to know everything. I don't have to have all the answers. I just want to know God more in this day and trust him to guide me and give me discernment and wisdom
0: as I follow him in faith. And it's just, it's just such a wonderful thing to remind ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons I think why we, we thought well, this would be a great episode to record here together is because we wanted to remind you that you are not alone and you don't mm-hmm. have to know all these answers. Not Amen. everybody does. You know, I've been in ministry for a lot of years and there's a lot of things that I don't understand or I don't know that I have questions about that I want to learn about. The learning never stops, Amen. Um, but the, the. The reminder is that God has given you this responsibility at this time, and he is going to work through you. And so hopefully some of the questions that we heard this week will be encouraging to you and might give you some information and let you know um, how to do something maybe that you've been worrying about. One of the questions that we received during our conference on biblical literacy this week was how can we get the church and the volunteers on board with being intentional about teaching babies and toddlers? Because so many churches, the, the church membership sees the infant room, the toddler room, as just child care, just babysitting. And they don't really see the importance of being intentional in teaching the word of God to children that are that small. And so when we were talking about things that we do to help infants and toddlers mm-hmm. to learn the word of God, you know, one of the questions was, how can we convince our church <laughs> that that's something that needs to be done? And so we just really encouraged that children's minister and really everybody in the room to help them remember that it is really hard to get leaders on board to mm. understand that. And one of the things that we both have done in the past is that we've actually tried to make the material for the infant room, for the toddler room, as easy as possible because if you give them a packet of information, Nine times out of ten, those teachers are not going to actually do those things. They're not going to prep. They're going to just kind of walk into the room and expect to just do the basic childcare. But if we can put things on the walls for them, if we can put the verses in the Bible story, if we can put directions of this is the different activities that you have and we can prepare it for them. I know it's a lot of work on our end, but the nice thing about it is, though, they can just walk into the room and literally just read the walls as they work with the kids, and it makes it a little bit easier. One of the other things um, that we suggested would be to
1: put um, verses of scripture and prayer prompts over all the changing tables, and encourage volunteers to read that scripture over the children as they ch- as they change their diapers, right. to pray those prayer prompts for them. Again, just to make it very simple, easy, quick. Because mm-hmm. one of the things um, that we love to say, and we said a bunch, we'll probably continue to say especially with toddlers, is that if they can talk, they can memorize scripture. If a two-year-old can mumble their way through the entire frozen one and two soundtracks, they can learn scripture, especially if it is set to song. And so I think even if you're working on trying to get your volunteers on board with doing more, one, give them that challenge, and two, show them That kids can learn the Bible and they can memorize it and they can hide God's word in their hearts, even from such a young age. So even if you just give them one song and ask them to work on that one song, Mm -hmm. you know, as they see their kids learning it and memorizing it, then that will kind of help them catch this vision of what kids can do from a really young age.
0: And you know what? Sometimes we have to help the teachers understand how to do this. And one of the things that I would often do is I would have like a training hour that I would have them come in for training. And I know it's hard to get them to come in for training, but we would try to do something really fun, like let the teachers be the toddlers (laughs) for that hour and you are the teacher. And so you Mm -hmm. can help model some of the things that they're going to need to be doing with the kids so that they can actually see it in action. And that helps them a lot, too, because if they just see it's really easier than we think that it is to prepare, then it helps them to not be quite so nervous about it. Um, We had um, another leader come up to us and express
1: probably a pretty common um, struggle or issue. Um, She said, I I came into my position two weeks before VBS, which, (laughs) oof, um, and said there was no handbook, no written policies or procedures, nothing. Where do I start? How do I start?
0: And that's one of the things that we find a lot as we're talking to, especially new children's ministers. For some reason, sometimes when the previous children's minister leaves, they literally just take the entire office with them. They don't leave any information, or maybe the church never actually sat down and did a policy and procedure manual. And so it's really important that you begin to work on one as soon as you possibly can, but don't feel like you have to reinvent the wheel. The best thing you can do is to see if you have a church in the area that can. Let, let you see their policy and procedure manual or there's a lot of great examples online mm-hmm. where you can pull information and you never want to just take a policy and procedure manual and stick your name at the top mm-hmm. of it. Because the thing is, is, if you have a policy and procedure mm-hmm. manual, then the court system expects you to do everything that's in that mm-hmm. policy and procedure manual. So you want to make sure it's very specific to your church, mm-hmm. but there's no reason for you to start from scratch. If you can mm-hmm. get another policy and procedure manual and work through it, and make it your own, then that's gonna help you really be able to do it a lot faster than if you're trying to write from the very beginning. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because different curriculum publishers will have examples or versions that you can edit. Um, your liability insurance company can sometimes provide you with examples or documents to help you out. Um, and so there definitely are resources out there. And just like you said, you don't you don't have to reinvent the wheel.
0: Another question that we received was, how can I effectively teach broadly graded classrooms in our ministry? And that is something that we went into a lot where you have these churches that have these large groups of children, maybe Mm -hmm. sometimes even kindergarten through fifth grade, Mm -hmm. all in one big room for a, a Bible study or for an opening time. And one of the things that we really usually recommend to those churches is that they really utilize centers Mm -hmm. that you can kind of divide up the room so that it's age appropriate activities for each group and have them rotate around the room. There are a lot of publishers that actually produce broadly graded curriculum. So you can find material that you can draw from that's going to help you learn how you can teach a large group that is so widely different in their educational levels.
1: Another question that was asked during the VBS breakout was about um, different ways to do, like, a family event related to VBS. Because the question was you know, we've done VBS all week, the volunteers, the kids, everybody's exhausted. So, what are some ways that we can connect with those families?
0: And so one of the things that we talked about is how that a lot of churches now are kind of cutting back on the VBS nights. So instead of doing like Monday through Friday and then doing a Saturday and then Sunday morning, maybe cutting down to doing like a Monday through Thursday and then do a family night on Friday night, maybe even doing a Sunday through Tuesday and then doing a family night on Wednesday night, you know, finding those ways that you can make it doable for your leaders but you're still offering opportunities for parents and kids to come on campus together so that they can hear about your ministry and actually be in your worship center. And so I think that's what's so important. When we were talking about Vacation Bible School in our conference, one of the questions that came up is last year I had a special needs family that came. They had never been to the church before and they literally just came in the first night and we weren't really ready for special needs ministry. So she was asking, what are some of the strategies that you have to be able to be prepared when you don't know you're supposed to be prepared? (laughs) And so one of the things that we talked about is that if you can have leaders that are already Mm -hmm. trained to kind of know what to do with special needs kids or kids that have special challenges, then you can have these buddies that are ready and available, That they're going to jump in and maybe they're doing other things in Vacation Bible School, you know, little extra things like helping with rec or helping with things just in case you don't have somebody come. But if you do need them, you can pull them very easily because they're not already in a key position. Mm -hmm. But then they can come alongside and they can hang out with that kid and they can help get them, you know, to all of the different rotations and help do things. One of the things that I've always tried to do too with this, if I have doctors or nurses, in programs that are at the church, if I could ask them if they would be willing to fill that position, they may not even normally work in children's ministry. But I feel like that a lot of times doctors and nurses, they already have the skills that are needed to deal with kids that maybe have special needs.
1: You know, and I was going to say something similar that I, I like to build in, just like what you're saying, floaters, um, floaters who can and and people who are willing to come to VBS. And maybe these are the people who say, OK, with my work schedule, I can come on Monday and Tuesday, but I can't come the rest of the week. And so if you can build in a couple floaters for each day um, to have those people available to help if, you know, a situation like this comes up and you've got a special needs kid who needs a buddy, um, other people who could potentially be good buddies would be um, like teachers, um, paras, paraprofessionals in the schools, um, any sort of like therapist, speech therapist, mm-hmm. occupational therapist, physical therapist, even um, people who may already have some background and some training, mm-hmm. um, who, who would be willing to kind of be pulled in and in that floater role or in in at last minute if that need
0: arises. One of the other people in the conference also suggested they have a um, they have a university that is very close to their church. So they work with a lot of the nursing students and ask the nursing students to help in those programs like Vacation Bible School where you need those extra hands and maybe have a little bit of experience. And so I thought that was a really great idea.
1: Another question that was asked during the VBS breakout is how do you get um, local businesses or places in the community to
0: donate supplies for your VBS? And that's always a challenging thing, especially if you're a person that doesn't like to get the no, because you're going to get a lot of no's. Um, But one of the things that I like to do is to sort of open that up to the congregation, because usually there's going to be somebody in your church that knows that business, that knows that owner, that has a relationship already. And a lot of times it's a lot harder to say no to somebody you know (laughs) than to say no to somebody you don't know. And so that's where I really pull in our church members to try to help out. And the last question that we're going to talk with you about today is someone asked, how do you decorate for Vacation Bible School when you have a weekday program? That particular church has a preschool that is in the building all during the day. And she was really stressed over how do we decorate at night? And I had that issue a lot over Mm -hmm. the years. And one of the things that we have always tried to encourage our teachers to do is to help us with this. And so we would actually do a VBS for our preschoolers during the day. So we would have their rooms decorated and everything ready. And then we would just do preschool VBS again at night. And so we would just sort of give those kids that are there in the preschool an opportunity to have that Vacation Bible School experience. But it also helped us be able to keep the rooms decorated and still have those supplies and things out. Well, friends, we are just so very thankful that you joined us today and we hope you enjoyed the view at least (laughs) and that you got to see us in a different atmosphere and you got to see us together. And so that was very exciting. It's been an exciting week for us. We hope that these questions have been helpful to you. We would just ask that you would like and subscribe and all of the things. And we just appreciate you so very much. You guys have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.